Good morning, everyone. We are all back. NFL Fantasy Matchup. We are now starting week eight. And so, as usual, Jimmy's over in Phoenix. Jed, you're over in the suburb of Illinois. And, guys, I am just back from Dallas and Austin after a couple of days there. And when I go to Austin, the NFL is never a conversation. It is University of Texas all the way. Always UT all the way. We had lunch with the pers- uh, uh, donor over at UT, the UT club. That's all they watch, and that's all they talk about. UT, UT, UT. I'd be uh, so they've cool. had a they've had an up and down season. I mean, they had a nice win over Oklahoma, but then they lost. Um, what was it to TCU? And they have like two losses, I think, or maybe even three now. So their their season <clears throat> is not going great. Well, did you see the stories? Arch Manning. There's been some speculation that Arch Manning might transfer out and go to Tennessee, where his uncle plays. Oh, that would be huge. Yeah, because they that were would- like. They, they, they don't have confidence in the coach. And they said there's some rumblings from the Manning family that says if this is the path they're going to take, it's not the best path for Arch Manning in the future. Wow, that's huge. So so the smoke the smoke that you want to watch, and I because when I was watching like where he was going to sign, because I was very interested in that, because Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Sooners are kind of my college team. So I was curious where he was going to sign. The smoke is his best friend, is also a wide receiver on the team and Mm. he signed first with texas and so when that happened everyone was like man i think he's going and sure enough he did so that would be interesting if that kid transfers then that might be the smoke to say that something's happened you you know i know we're talking about fantasy but the thing i hate about college football now you see all these college kids who are making money off (laughs) of their name image and likeness i think i mean here's my thing i think it's the dumbest thing in the world all these kids are making millions of dollars off of that and now these uh colleges can all accept corporate and private donations and so i feel like it's changed college um sports and i just i I, yeah i just don't like it yeah it's definitely they have to figure out how to handle things because as has been already like spoken like it's people are taking advantage of the system right away. Like they under, you know, donors and boosters figured out how they could take advantage of the system. So they have to like, they're going to have to iron out some of that. But personally for me, it's like a pendulum, right? It's like all the money was being made by, you know, the universities. And now it's starting to swing a little bit back towards the players. And I agree. There's gotta be stuff they work out, but me personally, like I always thought it was pretty screwy that, you know, these kids were basically working for free and they're making, you know, billions of dollars for universities. But the problem always is a lot of times uh, people figure out what the loophole in the system is. And before all the universities were making all the money. And now a lot of times it's like you said, it's swinging to the other side. And now there are loopholes. Now give it a couple of years and then hopefully it'll write its ship. And now they'll figure out system. Yeah, to me, I I feel like they have to come up with some kind of a system where like it can't be so individual. So, for example, if you have superstars, like they can sign contracts, but that money has to maybe go into a pool that like Correct. all of the football players get to pull out of. Yep. And so, you know, something like that. But I do think some of the money has, to, I mean, when you heard stories of like, like, you know, like everyone's talking about Reggie Bush, right? Reggie Bush lost the Heisman. He yep. took 300000 $300,000 over four years is not a lot of money, right? So the guy was looking for a little extra spending yep. money. And it's like, come on, like this kids like deserve to have some of that. No, I mean, look at all these endowments a lot of these universities have, right? And a lot of it is because of people who are passionate about sports. 
And all that you need to do is if you gave like $10,000 to each kid or whatever, exactly. you would have been fine. You would have, but they were so greedy that this is the problem that we're in right now. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I thought all you right. were in Las Vegas, Jed. What was that? I thought you were in Las Vegas. I was. I, I went to Vegas for uh, basically like a 24-hour trip to go watch <laughs> BattleBots. If there's anyone out there who likes BattleBots, I took my 10-year-old son to go watch. It was a blast. I highly recommend it. It's basically huge $25,000 robots that beat each other up, and it was it was amazing to see. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so did you and your son, you pick one, he picked one, you guys decided who was going to win, or were you guys all voting for the same robot? Oh a ton of different robots so like you go we got like second row seats and we saw 12 matches so we saw 24 different robots trying to blow each other what's interesting about it is they they come up with they all have a different strategy so some guys it's like something that spins some guys it's something that hammers some guys use fire so they all have different strategies of how to blow each other up and so you kind of you know try to see who's what's who's gonna win what was your favorite one um honestly there was this one his his name is huge and he's gigantic and when you first see him he looks like those old cannons you know back in the civil war they had the huge wheels and then the cannon yeah, on yeah, the middle yeah. but in the middle he has a blade that's that flames and when you look at him you think he's not going to be any good he's going to get killed but he designed his wheels in a way that could take a lot of hits and like he was pretty it was just fun to watch you know to see yeah. something different and win so yeah, that was fun <laughs> yeah very good uh, last question before we jump on, which buffet did you go to, which you enjoyed? <laughs> we didn't, I, I so wanted to go to the, um, it wasn't called like Bacchanal or Bacchanal, something like buffet. I didn't get to do it. We basically had a, a quick dinner, In-N-Out burgers, and then we had a really nice breakfast at something called the Hash House, which was really good, but we didn't get a chance to hit the buffet because it was, it was literally 24 hours. We flew in in the evening, watched it from 12 to 4 the next day, and then took out, took the red eye home. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We have a group of friends that hang out together. And one of the guys this year, because we try to do a hangout every year somewhere, and he really wants us to go to Las Vegas purely because of the buffets. You know, it was really, I, I told my wife, it was packed. There were a ton of people. Everything's open. I totally would agree. I would, if, if it was just a little bit closer from Chicago, like a four-hour flight is pretty brutal, um, but or three-and-a-half-hour flight. But it, it is a fun place to go. I would I would totally second that, I do. Hey, going to yesterday's game, uh, did any of you – okay, which game did you watch? Did you watch the football game or did you turn on to the Dallas Mavericks against the New Jersey Nets? Because no, I, I, the other one. I know you want to talk about Luca. Luca looking <laughs> amazing with his triple-double just because just because you got him on your keeper team. <laughs> it makes life a lot more interesting to watch, but uh, which one did you guys watch? I watched, uh, I watched the Baltimore Ravens um, versus, uh, what do you call it, Tampa Bay Bucks. I, I really wanted to see, I really think that Tom Brady will turn it around. So I wanted to see if he can, because there's no way he cannot turn it around with all the weapons that he has. But I will say his offensive line stinks. That guy got sacked like three or four times. Did you know he is the most sacked quarterback now in NFL history, passing Ben Roethlisberger? I saw that. Yeah. Do you also did you also see who is the NFL's which team is leading the NFL in rushing? Did you guys see that? The Bears? Yeah, the Bears. Really? The Bears are number one. I was is like, he right? yeah. that's so crazy. But no, I agree on the Tom Brady thing. I, I didn't get to watch because I don't have Amazon, um, but or I don't have um uh, Prime. But I think the the Tom Brady storyline is really interesting. When you think about, you know, him making the move to Tampa, winning, kind of kind of redeeming his whole getting out of the system quarterback thing, like he's the GOAT. 
And then now having to face this in my mind, I was like, can he really, cause this would be a sad way to end. Like if this yeah, is the last yeah. year, this would be a sad way to end. So I agree with you though. I feel like there's too many weapons there. They got to figure yeah. things out, but man, they've had two brutal losses. No, I think, I think, I think that he has to turn it around, you know, like in terms of the story, he has to turn it around. Uh, no, at the same time, Mike Evans did get 123 yards. Tom Brady mm -hmm. did throw for 325. Kurt, uh, uh, Godwin was okay. Julio Jones came back and got Leonard that touchdown. Fournette got a, Leonard Fournette got a touchdown. So, See, I think the, the, to me, the Tampa Bay's issue is the running game. You know, basically, you have Tom Brady who's like saying he's behind Leonard Fournette. Fournette is dead last in average rushes, average yards per rush. He's dead last in the NFL. You cannot win doing that. So their rushing game is really, to me, the the main problem. Oh, I I I thought you were going to say it's because they're missing Gronkowski. <laughs> they don't need any more receivers. They're, they're receiving course fine, and obviously the passing game is fine. He had over three hundred yards. Uh, I think Jimmy's point about um, you know being able to keep people off of uh, off of Tom Brady is important. The line has not been great, but a lot of that starts with the rushing, right? If the defense doesn't respect your run, then they can load up on the pass, and that's just what's killing them. But that's one of the things about Gronk that they did say. They said that Gronk did such a great job understanding Brady, right? So mm -hmm. if he if if Brady needed him to protect him, he was there to protect him. If if he needed somebody he can just dump off a pass to, he knew Gronk knew where to go, right? So I think my guess is I also think, you know, outside of that, Bruce Arians was a really good coach, you know, and maybe he, they didn't get along, but I think now that they've moved over to Todd Bowles, I think they've lost something there as well, too. That's a really good point on Gronk. Like, I'd never thought of that. Like, he's in a way, he's kind of like a protector because mm -hmm. he's a very good blocker. So you're right. He could stay in, but if he senses that the line's collapsing, he can sneak out for a little dump off. That's a really good point. You're right. That, and that's probably why they're so close. He's basically like his bodyguard. <laughs> I mean, you guys always play NFL 2K, right? A lot of times you're sitting there, Gronk went right down the middle, and a lot of times all you did was just throw it down the middle, and he was flexible enough where he could get you some yardage. <laughs> yeah, anyone, anyone basically, to me, the problem in, in uh, 2K is any of the um, video games is everyone plays Tampa 2 defense. They always play two back, and so the middle is always where you attack. Once yeah. people figure that out, then it becomes a different game. Okay, side note, NFL 2K, my favorite team always playing was the Tampa Bay team with Mike Allstock. I loved Mike Allstock. All I did was hand it off to Mike Allstock and run it down the middle. It was a great. <laughs> that was my play all the time. Jed, we used to play a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I could see that. And I could see Tommy being the, the one guy who would play a video game, an NFL video game, and want to just win three to zero. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's all I care about. I just need to win. <laughs> No, the uh, point is to score 100 points when you're playing video games. That's what makes it fun is to, to score crazy yeah. points. Uh, uh, by the uh, way, Gus Edwards, okay. did you guys see that he is not injured? They thought that he really seriously hurt his hamstring, but it looks like he could potentially come back next week. So Who? Um, Gus, Gus Edwards. Edwards. Oh, okay. Because he got taken oh, out for a that, On the Baltimore side, speaking of Gus Edwards, uh, pay attention if you're looking at waiver. Mark Andrews uh, is out with the shoulder injury. Yeah. Pay attention to the guy that we were looking at, Isaiah Likely. He has six catches, 77 yards, one touchdown. If for some reason Mark Andrews is out, Isaiah Likely is going to be, in some sense, he was slated to be someone that you need to watch out for as a tight end going in. Is he a rookie? He's not a rookie, right? This yeah, is he's a, a rookie. He is a rookie? Yep. 
Oh, okay. That's really interesting. Yeah, I was just thinking to myself um, this morning how the tight end position is one place I really missed and really messed up this year. And it's making me think that, you know, for the future, if you can't get Mark Andrews, George Kittles, or um, Kelsey, Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, if you can't get one of those three, I think you just sit and you wait. Because I drafted, you guys know I drafted Waller. I drafted, well, I got Kittles, but I drafted them in the like Pits. fifth, six rounds. And yeah, I'm in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do that in the future. I'll just sit on that position. I the, the tight end position has not helped me because every week I look at that, right? And and, and I feel like you can't really dump a Waller or you can't dump a exactly. Pits. Exactly. But then you're, you're getting, I mean, last week you got, what, two points from Pitts, right? Whereas like if you played a, uh, if you played a Gerald Everett or even a likely, you could at least get to 10 to 15 points, you know, um, and, and you're not losing so much off of one position. No, I'm, I'm actually already sitting those guys. Like I have not dropped them, but I'm sitting them. I haven't played them for a couple weeks, even though I missed out on that pits one touchdown, but I haven't played them. So, I, so you're right. They're just taking up bench space. So it's just a question of at what point are you willing to cut them? And what yeah. makes it harder is the keeper league, right? I can't, if I drop pits in the keeper league, like that's really hard. Yeah. Well, I will probably tell you, it's not even the tight ends that are killing me. It's my quarterbacks that are killing me because my entire strategy is always banked on the second, third tier round of quarterbacks. So every single year I had a uh, uh, Russell Wilson. I had Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I would just snag in the nine, 10th round. And that always worked well for me because they did well. Now with Aaron Rodgers, I literally just dropped Aaron Rodgers for Daniel Jones and won the leagues. And so now I'm scrambling because I needed those quarterbacks to get me 20 points or something like that in order to play and that has really in our keeper league i'm literally 0 and 7. i'm trying to figure out do i still play on or do i just trade it for assets later on in the future yeah i i know that i always advocate for quarterbacks being drafted high but for me i always like the top three or four right and this year it was hurts it was josh allen it was um mahomes and then it was also uh yeah, right. Because I I like the I like to have those points, right? Like in the last few weeks, um, you know, they're consistent. They get you your your twenty or thirty points, and you don't have to worry about them. The problem is you're 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 bypassing some pretty decent players to get that quarterback. Yeah, I'm still not a fan of the drafting quarterbacks no. early. Like I I won't I won't look at them till at least the fourth round. Uh, well, depending. And then with an auction draft, to me, that's, you know, that's the difference. With an auction draft, I, I always have like a certain budget. And in my yeah. mind, I don't want to spend more than like 15, 20 bucks on my quarterback. So but, it really just depends. But oh, Tommy my just, gosh. Chad, I'm hoping for $8 for my quarterback <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah. But Tommy, yeah. Just, Tommy, Tommy just picked up Joe Burrow. So, I mean, that, that, might, that might be a pretty good pickup, you know, because someone yeah, just dumped him me Last week in one of our other leagues, Chad, I picked up Joe Burrow. But I said, you know what? Let me give Tom Brady a chance. So I played Tom Brady instead of Joe Burrow. I lost by three points. Who who dropped Joe Burrow? What kind of a league are you in? Who dropped, dropped Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Yeah. Jim, it was Jeff. Was it really? Yeah, it's horrible. He dropped Joe, Joe Burrow. I'm sitting there. Joe Burrow sitting there on waivers. Yeah, oh, that's I'm horrible. Like, yes, I, I need a quarterback here. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if this. I don't know if this is a good thing in our Walter White league. I just picked up Deontay Johnson because someone dropped him too. Mm, interesting. I was like, yeah, eh, it's a good decent uh, pickup. Uh, a couple of injuries I do want to talk about. Jamar Chase out multiple weeks with a hip injury. Very surprised. Very, very surprised about that. And so what do you guys think about uh, that, Jed? 
Well, to me, I was uh, that made me mad that I didn't get uh, the the tight end. I was trying to get uh, the boy Hayden Hurst. Uh, no, Hayden Hurst. Oh no, no. Oh yeah, no, no. I got Hayden Hurst, so I was happy about that. He's gonna have more. Oh, chances. Tyler Boyd. It's Tyler Boyd. I was trying to get the wide receiver, Tyler Boyd, and uh, I didn't get him. Someone else outbid me, and so yeah, basically, you just there's so much passing volume, you know, it's just gonna shift down, and so this is a good sign for anyone who's holding. Hurst, Tyler Boyd, even T. Higgins, I think you're going to see a little bit more. So I think ultimately it's a good thing. Jed, I am so upset because <laughs> in two of my leagues, you know, I mean, the first couple of weeks, I couldn't rely on Jamar Chase. Yeah. Here's the problem now. There's no good wide receivers out there. The last two weeks, he gave me 40 fantasy points. There's no way I can find any receiver that's going to halfway duplicate what he's going to bring, especially the fact that I, I felt that Burl – Burles is just he's just starting to click right now and 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 I think he's gonna keep on clicking these next and and they've gone all in on the passing game and so I am so frustrated right now I mean hopefully he's out for four weeks I do not want to I don't know if I can keep keep this uh team going until the playoffs when he comes back yeah another one uh, Ezekiel Elliott has a torn, uh, you know why I forgot what it was, but meniscus. anyways, torn meniscus. He is now probably going to be out. Tony Pollard, does he have the job for forever now? Tony, we, I mean, I'm to, uh, Jed, we saw this coming, right? Like we all said at some point, Tony Pollard is going to be number one running back passing Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and I think that's why from a dynasty league, that's who I'm going after is uh, Tony Pollard. Oh yeah. I'm excited to see what's going to happen this weekend, but listen guys. So on in my, you guys in my keeper league team, my running backs are Kenny Walker, Travis Etienne, Dalvin cook and Tony Pollard. Yeah, that's pretty good. Who do I, who's the guy that I not start? Like I can't figure out who to not start of those four. I'm like, I want to start all of them, but I can only start three. Yeah. By so, the way, I just offered you a trade. Did you see my trade I offered you? No. What did you offer? You should look. I think you would like my trade I offered you. Is that in our keeper league? Oh, 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 sorry. Mine that was in the Walter. Was that the Walter White? Is that the Walter um, White League? Oh yeah, that's the Walter White. That was the oh, Walter White. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, you offered in keeper. Oh, was that for my IDP? I saw that one for my IDP player. Yeah. So, uh, Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott lightly sidelined with the torn MCL thigh bruise. Do you guys remember torn MCL? Which Bears player was criticized for not playing with the torn MCL? Do you remember that story? That's crazy. Jay Cutler? Jay Cutler. Remember Mar- uh, Maurice Jones-Drew got on Twitter and criticized Jay Cutler for not playing and not being tough enough when he had torn MCL. Here, uh, Ezekiel Elliott has the same thing, sidelined with the torn MCL thigh bruise. Oh, come on. That's serious, man. Like, I don't know how anyone could have criticized. Um, I mean, if you don't know, like the ACL is right down through the middle of your knee. The MCL is on the side of your knee. Like you need both. So I don't see how that would be. Uh... Tom, did they say how many weeks he's going to be out? Uh, at least probably a couple of weeks. Uh, uh-huh. But I'm telling you, I don't think Tony Pollard's giving that job back. I, I think we're going to see how fast the offense moves with Tony Pollard around. Yeah, that's the hope. I mean, if you look again at his per uh, per rushing averages, he's one of the highest in the league. He was number one yeah. for a while. I don't know if he still is this past week, so we'll see. All right, on the flip side, Jim, Matt Ryan, he is now benched. New quarterback, do you expect very good things out of the new the wide receivers over in Indianapolis? Did, did you hear what, what everybody was saying, why he was benched and why he's never coming back anymore? 
even even if the rookie quarterback gets injured, they're gonna go with the third string person. And if Which is Nick Foles. Uh, yeah, Nick Foles. And if Nick Foles is injured, they're gonna go with somebody else because they want to save seventeen million dollars. <laughs> if he's benched right now, he's guaranteed for twelve million this year or twelve million next year. If he plays another game, they owe him another seventeen million dollars each year. So they said there is no way they're gonna play him and they're gonna go straight to Nick Foles. That is horrible. That's so bad. I hope that 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 hurts their recruiting for the future because that's just so shady, right? Like as a player, I mean, it's just you're not being honest about your representations of what you're going into the season. So they knew all along, hey, if we don't have a good record by week seven, we're getting we're going to bail. I mean, I mean, essentially, I think that's it. Right. Because they're playing. They they were hoping that he's going to be fine. Right. And they'll take they'll pay him if he's he's going. And remember, a couple of weeks ago, he actually had a pretty decent game last week. He didn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Sam Ellinger. Um, I maybe he'll be good. Hey, you're your Texas buddies, Tommy, Sam Ellinger, UT. So I'm sure that they all would be up on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jed, James Robinson, talk to me about Travis Etienne and James Robinson. What are your hope for both of them? Because a oh. lot of times the darling of now the draft is uh, Travis Etienne. Oh, I think they both are in a good situation. So Travis Etienne, again, for those who don't know, he's, they, they, he's basically needed to be the guy. They just... I think we're appeasing James Robinson while he was there. And so you should see ETS already the last two, three weeks, he's already been in double digit territory with yeah. fantasy points. So I just think that's going to explode because remember with him, it's you're getting, it's like Austin Eckler. You're getting both the rushing plus the receiving. And so it's just really kind of like a double whammy. Um, but also I'm not giving up on James Robinson at all. Yeah. Like I think he's going into a great situation in New York. And uh, you think you he's know, a better option than Michael Carter? Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Robinson, I would exactly. So I think Robinson's a great step in behind Brees Hall. It'll be interesting if he, if they close out the year really well, what they do with Hall once they come back. But, um, but yeah, I think both players I'm starting definitely. Yeah. Jim Kadarius, Tony uh, trade over to the chiefs. Does that change your opinion on which chiefs wide receivers outside of Travis Kelsey you like better? I don't know yet because the only thing is, I feel like Tony's Tony's always injured, right? Um, Tony Tony is fast, and when he did get to play with the Giants, he was actually really good. But he's often injured, and and the speculation again is they said the Giants could have played him this past week, but they elected not to, and they want to to to, to push him for a couple more weeks out so that they can go through the bye week and come out, right? And so he didn't like that, so he asked for a trade, and so now that's why they traded him to the Chiefs. Um, I know he could potentially, I saw a lot of people start picking him up from the waivers. And so he could potentially, uh, be one of the top two receivers on the team, but w- whatever it is, that team's going to be fast. Cause they got Sky Moore, they got Miko Hardman, they got Juju Smith-Schuster, and now they got Kadarius Tony. All right, Jim, one last thing before I go to Jed, Miko Hardman got two touchdowns. You have mm-hmm. high hopes for him coming up? No, I don't. <laughs> no, that's, that's a Miko Hardman game. Once a year, he always has that really good game. And, and there's no point in playing him because you can't figure out which game that is. <laughs> I like that how you said that. You're right. It's kind of a Miko Hardman game. That's I think you're absolutely right. Jed, let me talk to you about Green Bay before we talk a little bit about start or sit. Uh, Alan Lazard, there's a good chance he'll probably not play. One, which wide receivers are you even playing? Is it Sammy Watkins? Is it Dobb? Christian Watson is out. Uh, uh, Randall Cobb is out. And also, A.J. Dillon. Are you benching A.J. Dillon? 
So, uh, yeah, I guess I, I would bench Dylan. I think I still keep Aaron Jones. But of the receivers, my favorite there would be Tanyan. <laughs> I think Tanyan's got the tight end, has the best chance, is the only guy that uh, Rodgers trusts. So that's the guy that I think I would go after. If I had to, though, I would pick Dobbs out of that group. He has the most, you know, kind of big yeah. big play potential. I, but Dobbs, Dobbs is the person, is the player that's wasted the most opportunity because yeah. he could very well have taken the number one receiver slot and he's got so many chances to do it, but he has not done it. Uh, they're playing the Buffalo Bills this week. They're going to get killed by the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I was, I was wondering what the line is on that. By the way, I went to Las Vegas. I didn't place a single bet because I was I was being very good. So, I... <laughs> uh, Hey, let's do a, a couple of starter sit. And then I, I know I have a meeting today at 9 o'clock here. But let me actually – let me start with Jimmy. Uh, Jim, which one are you looking at if you had to pick between Deontay Foreman or A.J. Dillon? Who are you picking? Oh, for sure. Deontay Foreman. I, I think, I mean, we said this again, you dump AJ Dillon because they're not using him for some reason. They're not using him anymore. Well, they're Deontay falling behind. They're falling mm -hmm. behind. Once they fall behind, it's tough to use Dillon, right? I mean, it's tough to rely on the rushing game. Right, but even in the goal line, you, you would at yeah. least, I mean, I can understand them not using him during, during, um, as they're marching down the field, but you would think that at least during the goal line, you just kind of push it in, right? But they, they've elected to stay away from him as well, too. Man, the Packers are 11 <coughs> underdog. That's right. Now I remember this is the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career he's been a double-digit underdog, um, but it's in Buffalo. That is a really tough it's a, game. It's, it's, a, it's a Sunday night game too, right? Isn't it? Yeah, Sunday yeah, night, 720. Yeah, yeah, that is a tough game. But, man, that's a tough game to call because I want I want to put my money on Aaron Rodgers being pissed off and not letting them lose by more than 11 points. But man, that Buffalo team can score points in a hurry. So I don't know. And he has no one to throw to, even if he's pissed. How many times can you sit there and throw it to Aaron Jones and Robert Tonyan? I mean, before they start double teaming on those guys. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Jed, Michael Gallup or Brandon Ayuk? Oh, man. I have been enjoying Ayuk ever since Jimmy G got back. Um, oh, man. That's a tough one. Yeah, I think I'm going to say Ayuk. You know, they're playing the Rams this week. Um, and so that's going to be – I think there's going to be a lot of points there. So I can see Ayuk being very involved. Um, Gallup, I still – I like Gallup a lot. I feel like Dak Prescott last week was a little bit rusty and just working things out. They've got the Bears coming into town, though. So I can see Pollard really being the focal point and going nuts. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with Ayuk there. Well, I also think with Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel's a little nicked up, right? Mm. And so they're going to have to rely on more Ayuk in the passing game as well, too. Jim, Wandale Robinson with the surging New York mm -hmm. Giants or Marquise Goodwin because, look, Locke is injured, McCaff is injured, all of that. Who are you looking yeah. at? You know, actually, I've been looking at both of them because they're playing each other, right? So I was also looking at Daniel Jones versus Geno Smith. I actually think Robinson at the end of the day will end up being a better receiver because he's the number one receiver, whereas Lockett is still on the Seattle team. Yeah. Jed, Brian Robinson, or are you playing in terms of flux at DJ Moore? Ooh, man, I like DJ Moore. What a surprising win last week, right? Yeah. Everyone thought Tampa Bay was going to walk into Carolina and crush him. And man, Carolina showed some, you know, some grit there. I thought that was really good. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with DJ Moore, see if they can continue that. I was just taking a quick peek. I think, yeah, Remember, Carolina's playing Atlanta, so they got a yeah. really good chance to continue that win, so I'd go with DJ Moore. 
Remember, Carolina came out last week and said that DJ Moore is the foundation of their offense since they're not trading him. Yeah, exactly. And that and he and he played out. He played really well last week. So yeah, I like that. Jim, George Pickens or Deontay Johnson? George Pickens. He's come on 15 points last week. Um, whereas uh Deontay Johnson's averaging eight to nine fantasy points. I think they're looking for George Pickens right now. And Pittsburgh is playing Philly in Philly this week. There should be a lot a lot of points, a lot of a lot of scoring, hopefully. Pittsburgh is actually a 10 and a half point underdog in that mm-hmm. game, which I'm a little surprised at. I think I might take Pittsburgh in that. By the way, guess who was supposed to, did you know who was supposed to have drafted uh George Pickens this past year in in the draft? Was the Bears. Oh, the oh. Bears. Oh, the Bears end up taking um what's his name? Brisker. Um, oh man. Um, but they could have drafted George Pickens. <sighs> yeah. Uh Chris Olave or Jalen Waddle, Jed. Chris Olave, New Orleans, or Jalen Waddle in Miami. Man, I like Miami. Oh, this is Waddle all day. Miami's playing Detroit in Detroit. There's going to be a ton of points in that game, guys. There's going to be no defense. See, I like I like Olave, right? Who, who else do they have? Andy Dalton, I mean, is a starter again. He's actually thrown pretty well, right? Like, outside of Olave, they've got nobody. Yeah, um, that's a good point. And they're yeah. playing the Raiders, so, I mean, and they're playing at home. Olave, I think, does a little better at home. It's not a bad point, but I, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I think there's going to be a lot of points in that Dolphins line game. Selfishly, I asked that reason because I literally just traded Waddle for Olave, and the reason being is he had 16 points. Now that is under Andy Dalton. You now have Jameis Winston come out. He loves the deep ball. Olave, Olave does well with the deep ball. No, Michael Tom. Thomas is out, and so I have high hopes for Chris Olave. Dalton's starting. Oh, he is? Okay, yeah, good. They, they announced that he's starting. Got it. Uh, Jed. Kareem, uh, no, actually, I'm with Jim. Uh, Kareem Hunt, as for a trade, do you, one, do you predict that he will be traded, and is he someone that you're starting? Um, I don't know if he'll be traded, but if I was the Cleveland Browns, I could, I would before the November 1st deadline because I think they can at least get a fourth or fifth round pick. And remember, they still have um, Dearness Johnson backing him up. So I, if I were him, I would. if I were the Browns, I would trade him. Yeah, and let's see. Jed, last one. Sutton or Cooper? Sutton or Ooh. Ah, Sutton or Cooper. That's tough, man. Um, man, I think I might have to say Cooper just because Denver's uh, passing game has been so anemic. Like, I just feel like – and see who's – yeah, Cincinnati Bengals are playing the Browns. So, yeah, I'm going Cooper. They're going to have to be throwing the ball to catch up. So, I, yeah. I would go with Amari Cooper. Yeah, Russell Wilson's coming back, and I, I like you said, he's just not been well doing well in the passing game. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Last I got, thing. I got, I got one for you: Pat Freer, Fryermuth or Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. They're right. they're going to need him, especially with Jamar Chase out. But you will see Tyler Boyd go up. You will see um, T. Higgins' um, numbers go up, but Hayden Hurst will go up as well too. All right, I'll have to. I'm talking about for our league, so I'll have to drop and pick him up for that. All right, let me add, uh, add one thing as we wrap up. Let me turn this uh, thing over to basketball a little bit. Neiman Marcus Christmas catalog. Did you guys hear about the story? No. no. Oh, Neiman Marcus Christmas story. You could bid or not bid. You could buy a one on one. No, actually, oh, two on two against Scottie Pippen yeah. and his son. Yeah. You will be flown out to wherever Scottie Pippen is. You'll play two-on-two. Two. 
You'll have dinner with uh, Scotty Pippen and, and his son. Now you're going to have to pay the tip, but you're willing. He's willing to have dinner with you. He will give you a taste of his bourbon and sign autographed copy of his book. How much do you think it's going for? Uh, not more than five hundred dollars. Jim, I bet they're getting at least a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand? No way. Go with his number. What's his number? Thirty-three thousand. Okay, thirty-three thousand. Jed, any other guess? Thirty-three hundred. Three hundred thirty-three thousand and thirty-three dollars. Yeah, there are people out there who's yeah. willing to pay for this stuff. That's crazy. And you know what? He needs the money. You guys know he's broke, right? The dude is broke. So he needs that. So that that's hilarious to me, though. Like, I'm like, Scotty Pippen's one of the last NBA guys yeah. I don't want to spend time with. Well, I mean, that's why well, they said that they wrote that he wrote that book is because he needs oh, the he's, money. he's broke. The dude is yeah. broke. Hey, the joke around the ESPN was saying, you know who needs to buy it? Michael Jordan, his son Marcus, needs to go buy that and then <laughs> and go play Scotty Pippen and, and his son. No, that would be hilarious. Now that would be, dude. That's the ultimate Michael thing. I mean, I'm a fan, but the guy is a jerk, and that is a jerk move, man. I could totally see him doing that. Yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> that would be a fun game to watch, though. Man, I would pay for that. Now, if they did that, I would pay to watch that. They should make that a pay per view, man. I would totally do that. <laughs> so then, the ESPN guys on ESPN 1000 were having this debate. Uh, don't you think that Scotty will win? Because he look at Michael, he's chubby, he's fat. He was he's too slow, he can't even dunk anymore. So they start having this big debate about that. Actually, I, I can see Scotty and his son because his son is what in the G League and the NBA. Yeah, yeah. He can they can at least go to a son. Yeah, and Jordan's kids aren't good. So that's that's a good that's interesting yeah. though. Hey, you yeah. gotta go, Tommy. Yep, I gotta run. We'll All talk right, bye, soon. Guys. All right, bye.